When do we arrive? When is the chapter of a woman's life when she is allowed to thrive? We go from growing up to growing old overnight. Subtle rhetoric telling you to shrink. Poison of comparison permeates all you think. My beloved, can't you see when you're fixated on so-called flaws, on staying small, on ways you're wrong, you won't dwell too long on soul-filled calls, on standing tall, on staying strong, your voice, your heart, and all your hopes and dreams. Thrive. You are alive. That is all the permission you need. Welcome back to Redefine Fitness. I'm Kelsey Wells. Uh, Today we're talking about comparison. We are going to get down and deep into what I have always called the poison of comparison. You've probably heard the saying, comparison is the thief of joy. And I don't know if you could say it any more accurately. It's poisonous because it does begin to permeate all that you think. And when you are constantly comparing yourself to everyone else and your life to everyone else's, it's near impossible to live authentically, to look at life in a positive lens, to remember your blessings and to feel joy. I think it's pretty obvious that the culture of social media that we find ourselves in has really exacerbated this issue, especially for I mean, for everyone, but I would venture to say, especially for women and and our young people, it's definitely something that I am not immune to. And this podcast is no different in the sense that I am speaking on this first and foremost, as a woman, as your friend, as someone who gets it, who has been there, who has struggled deeply, who still struggles, but I mean, we've talked about self-belief. We've talked about self-love. We're here to redefine fitness, meaning to dismantle all of the toxic diet culture rhetorics that have impacted us in a negative way. And we can't really begin to cultivate self-belief and work on living from self-love if we are constantly comparing ourselves to models on magazines, to strangers on TV, to friends and roommates, and really anyone we meet. So my personal healing has involved so much work to break the cycle of constant comparison. And if you feel like you're living in that place right now, I want you to just have hope because I promise if I can get out of that mindset, so can you. But like anything worth it and worthy in life, it does take work and it does take conscious awareness. And 
I'm going to share with you guys in a little bit, seven steps to help break the cycle and help heal from this. But before we get there, there's a couple key points that I want to make. I think, I think first, first, what I kind of want to talk about is the phrase, um, the only competition is yourself. Okay. So I think it's fairly obvious. Hopefully it's fairly obvious that we should not compare ourselves to anyone else. Everyone has struggles that you know nothing of. Everyone is carrying burdens that you can't see. No one's life is perfect. And I hope it goes without saying, but unfortunately it really doesn't. Most everything that you see on social media is not real. It is edited or photoshopped or at the very least curated. And you know what? It is a highlight reel in a large sense. And I'm not even saying that that's a bad thing. I don't know if you know, it's, it's only up to the individual what they feel comfortable sharing and putting out into the world, and that really has nothing to do with you. But what is so important for you to understand is that it is not real, and it is not fair for you to compare your flaws or, you know, perceived so-called flaws to someone else's photos that you don't, you just don't know. You don't know. Um, comparing ourselves even to those that we do know. It's like comparing apples to oranges. Think about, think about nature, the ocean and a mountain are both so majestically beautiful, but they can't compare to each other. It's so obvious in things like that. You know, a flower is beautiful and so is a sunset. They don't compare to each other and you can't compare them. Why is it so hard for us to understand that so it is the same with us? You and your best friend, you and that actress, you and your sister are both beautiful And you cannot and should not compare yourselves. You are uniquely you. And someone else's beauty does not and cannot take away from your own. I think, um, so back, back to the point I was going to make is I think we can, we're on team for that, that we do not need to compare ourselves or should not compare ourselves to anyone else. But you know what I've learned on my journey is that honestly, I don't think it's productive to compare ourselves to ourselves either. I really don't feel like that's fair. And the statement, the only competition is yourself. Well, respectfully, I disagree. Stop holding yourself and your body to a past version of you as if you have not grown and changed through all of the life that you've lived and all of the things you've been through. 
So no, personally, it's not me versus them that came first, but it's not me versus me either. It is me for me. I take care of myself and my health. I do this work. I work in the gym. Me for me. I show up exactly where and how and as I am right now putting in the work while honoring where I've been, not comparing myself to who and how I was back then. I'm grateful. For the first time in my life, I can honestly say that I am grateful and proud of every single past version of me. Because she led me to where and who and how I am. And because honestly, I've just been doing my best and you don't know what you don't know. Comparing yourself to yourself or competing with past versions of yourself in the sense and context of physical fitness and exercise and eating can be especially triggering. And so let's, let's lay that to rest. Yeah. I want you to enter your workout regimen, not with the goal to get back to how you felt and performed in college or high school or 10 years ago or two years ago. I want you to begin your efforts in your exercising and eating and caring for yourself, you for you, being proud of exactly as and how and where and who you are, taking care of yourself so that you can grow. I hope that makes sense. I also want to explore and recognize some of the cultural narratives that are quite triggering. I mean, much like other things that we've talked about in this podcast, I think it's very important to not shame yourself if you're struggling with this because guys, I mean, if you are falling into this cycle of comparison about something or feeling bad about something because you're not a certain way, that is in a large part, probably not your fault. It's like in my career or in weightlifting in general and in the exercise world right now, right? Lifting heavy is so boss. That's, you know, I get comments when I post, you know, me doing heavy lifts or very certain types of content. Oh, that's so boss. And that's fine. But lifting heavy doesn't make you boss. Prioritizing your physical health and moving your body is boss, whether you are back squatting 200 pounds or walking your newborn around the block. But culture and society only recognizes and appreciates and applauds one of those things. So the next time you're scrolling and you look at someone exercising in a way that maybe you don't have the physical strength to, Don't you dare for one second, let that make you feel like you're not good enough. Don't do it. You cannot compare with wealth and abundance. It is so glorified, you know, being a millionaire makes you boss, but you know, it doesn't being a millionaire is not what makes someone boss. It's understanding that your net worth has nothing to do with your self-worth. 
and remembering that money doesn't make you better than anyone else. That's what I think is pretty boss. Um, perfect adherence to a fad diet and severe calorie restriction in the name of discipline and self-control. I mean, this is a huge one. We glorify being tiny. And that is one of the most dangerous pieces that needs to be dismantled when it comes to the fitness and health world and diet culture in general. Someone's thinness does not equate to their health. The shape and size of someone's body alone does not equate to how healthy that they are. And these trends that is the same thing in many different forms about, you know, bragging about how you're perfect or you did something for, uh, I don't, I don't know. We glorify, we glorify this insane lots of times, oftentimes unhealthy behavior as its boss. Look at that self-control, look at that discipline, but that can be dangerous. I mean, I remember feeling like when I would do all those fad diets, I'd be one, two, five days in and I'd break, of course, because I was starving and I would feel like a failure. I didn't have the self-control. I didn't have the discipline. Why? What's wrong with me? I want to be boss. But you know what? It's honoring your body through nutrition that helps you feel your best and eating guilt-free. That is boss. It is having the courage to say, no, that's not healthy. No, you don't know my health by looking at me. It is having the courage to not compare yourself to anyone else. I mean, when it comes to judging, gossiping, or tearing others down, that certainly doesn't make you boss. It's apologizing when you hurt others. It's never apologizing for being yourself. It is respecting different opinions and different choices and different ideas and different ways of living. And it's responding in kindness to anger. Those are things that are pretty badass. Yes, society doesn't glorify. And so case in point is that it's hard. It's hard to feel like you're doing okay. It's hard to feel badass or successful or worthy when you're in a society that glorifies oftentimes a lot of the wrong things. It is easy to feel like you don't measure up and that you're not good enough when you are drinking the poison of perfectionism and caught in the culture of comparison, but do not get it confused. We keep going. We make small daily efforts to be kind to others and to ourselves, and we care for others and for ourselves. You are a badass. That said, how? How do you start breaking out of the cycle or how you do, do you disrupt the cycle of comparison when you find yourself slipped back into it? Um, I want to take you through seven steps. This is, I spent a lot of time before I started this or started recording this podcast today, writing this down. 
because I really wanted to think what, what are the tools that I've personally used that help me the most with this? And I really feel like this is it. And hopefully a few of these can help you as well. Step one, awareness. I know I speak about awareness so much, but awareness, especially in the context of comparison of your triggers, what is it that sent you into that negative spiral? What is it that you're seeing when you're scrolling on your phone that makes you feel like shit? What is it? Bring awareness to that. And that brings us to step number two is compassion over comparison. Once you have that awareness and you can recognize that, do not shame yourself. Like we just talked about, In a large part, it's not your fault. However, you can have accountability for it. And that begins with choosing compassion over comparison for yourself and for others. For yourself in not shaming yourself for struggling. For others in recognizing that they're struggling too. Step number three, as I just mentioned, is accountability for your actions and particularly for what you are consuming. Before I began this um, fitness Instagram account, I was actually had grounded myself from my personal Instagram account because it was really unhealthy for me. I was incapable of getting on social media and not logging off feeling worse about myself. And I take accountability for that. There's, yes, it's easy to say that people post things that are fake, which unfortunately is a lot of the times true. Okay. But we do not get to control the actions of others in any sense. What we can control is our actions and you must take accountability for what you are consuming. How much, how often, I encourage you to go through all of the people and accounts that you follow on your social medias and clear it out because the thing is, there's so much good there too. There's so much encouragement and hope and love and there's, there's so many things that you can consume that can fuel all of the goodness, but you need to curate that and you need to be accountable. And again, it it doesn't mean any offense to anyone, maybe some really great people, but for some reason you struggle when you see their content, it's okay. Unfollow, mute, whatever you got to do. If that includes me, I take no offense. I say this all the time. I control my actions, my intentions, the authenticity with which I publish my social content, but being in the fitness industry in particular, and with the way that my body composition is right now. If I or any of my content is in any way triggering to anyone, I would hope and understand if they need to click unfollow. And on the same hand, don't be offended if someone in your life does the same with you. We're all doing our best. Next step is to practice gratitude. Again, this is nothing new with me. Um, Gratitude. Gratitude journaling, specifically though, for yourself and your body. 
in your life, really, but particularly for the things that you are struggling with the most. I've said it before, but positive psychology is so real and you can, you can train yourself to see yourself in a kinder, more positive light. You can learn to have an inner voice that is your best friend instead of your harshest critic. You can begin to make that shift by practicing gratitude in a literal way. The more you focus on what you're grateful for, the more blessings you will be able to see. Next is affirmations. Some of my favorite affirmations when it comes particularly to comparison. Um, And these are ones that I use in my redefine fitness strength and mindfulness program, I believe. But the first one is I compare myself to no one. Simple. I compare myself to no one. You're making that choice. You are choosing that. You're putting that out into the world. You do not compare yourself to anyone. And I follow that up with no one compares to me. No one compares to me. No one compares to you. Quite literally, no one can and ever will and ever has compared to you and who you are. No one can ever be you. So of course you cannot ever be anyone else. And herein lies exactly the whole point. You will never be happy when you are trying to be someone else. You were only and always meant to be yourself. And you do that perfectly. Yes, even with all the mistakes and the learnings and the hard things. I compare myself to no one and no one compares to me. The next step is to create. You guys, I swear this is, I mean, one of the best life hacks ever. Create, create anything. Go create for yourself a piece of avocado toast. Go sketch something write a poem, um, go out in nature and create a little rock tower. I just, when you are creating something, there is little in life that pulls me into the present moment as directly as creation. And you cannot create when you are trying to conform. If you are creating something, anything, you are present. You are authentic. You are you. I would venture to say if you're really struggling, seek to focus on creating instead of consuming. Perspective is the seventh and final step. And it's really just 
going through those main points that I've made already throughout all of these other steps is the fact that everyone's fighting battles you know nothing of, that everyone has struggles, that you cannot ever be anyone else, but that no one can ever be you, that another's beauty or talent or accomplishments does not and cannot, do not and cannot take away from your own. You are needed in this world. You are needed in this world. You are not an accident. Your life matters. And if and when you cannot see or feel your worth, I promise you that does not and cannot dismiss it. So please don't give up. Focus on these other steps. It'll come. You will remember. Um, speaking on being present, I wanted to end this episode, maybe, I don't know, making up for the other episodes I didn't share poems in. Cause I think that's just kind of my thing now. Um, but I want to read you one more poem and it is called, I am proud of me. And I share this, maybe the contents of the poem itself, you might wonder what they have to do with comparison which is why I'm going to share with you that I wrote this. These words were born out of the thick of a negative cycle of comparing myself to everyone else and feeling like I was very much not enough. I often write to um, untangle my thoughts and feelings or let them unfold, feel through them, whatever you want to call it. And the first line that I wrote of this poem is, I am proud of me. I am proud of me. I am worthy. I am worth it. I am fighting to unearth it. I am angry. I release. I give up. I'm on my knees. I deeply feel all of the pain. I am ready to hurt again. I can do the hardest things. I embrace all chaos brings. This is harder than I thought. I am content. I am distraught. I am dramatic. I wish I knew why every moment can split into then three, then four, then countless more. I have never been here before. I am magic. I am mundane. I lay awake. Am I insane? There is no living in clinging to things. Not memories past, not future dreams. There is no came. You cannot go. Right here, right now is all we know. If in this moment I can be, then I am every part of me. I am nothing. I am all. I am the summer, I am the fall, I am struggling, I am strong, I am right, and I am wrong, and I have known it all along. The truth that all there is, is now. So now then, present is where I'll live, somehow.
I'm proud of you. I'm thankful for you. And if you're listening to this, I really do feel so much love for you.